Yeah. Okay, so this is from um, page 27, there is a solution. The doctor said, you have the mind of a chronic alcoholic. I have never seen one single case recover where that state of mind existed to the extent that it does in you. Our friend felt as though the gates of hell had closed on him, closed on him with a clang. He said to the doctor, is there no exception? Yes, replied the doctor, there is. Exceptions to cases such as yours have been recurring since early times. Here and there, once in a while, alcoholics have had what are called vital spiritual experiences. To me, these occurrences are phenomena. They appear to be in the nature of huge emotional displacement and rearrangements. Ideas, emotions, and attitudes, which were once the guiding forces of the lives of these men, are suddenly cast to one side, and a completely new set of conceptions and motives begin to dominate them. In fact, I've been trying to produce some, su some such emotional rearrangement within you. With many individuals, the methods which I employed are successful, but I have never been successful with an alcoholic of your description. Upon hearing this, our friend was somewhat relieved, for he reflected that after all, he was a good church member. This hope, however, was destroyed by the doctors telling him that while his religious convictions were very good, in his case, they did not spell the necessary vital spiritual experience. And there you go. So there's a starter for 10. I don't know if Paul's got any thoughts on that. Um, but with that, I'll hand it over to you, Paul. Yeah, well, good morning, everyone. Paul, alcoholic. Uh, hey, that was in the beginning of recovery. Uh, I don't uh, probably that was happening before the book was written and stuff. So those sudden or extreme shifts, one of those seemingly happened to Bill W, but something also came with it, I would say, which was a download. And there was the, uh, the seed of a formatted version of what someone could do, and what principles they could live by to facilitate the same results, but without maybe the sudden uh, fucking the sky opens electrical storm and then AA was hatched the program of recovery that anyone we really see people fail who follow this path and what and what is the success of that path is what they were talking about a shift a you know a personality change a, a shift a great great emotional shift uh, new attitudes and new outlooks, but now it's not so based on happenstance and struck with that. You can actually uh, sort of align yourself to be struck by the same grace way of life, which is more of hell, a more. So I feel that's the program I hope and have been in, and there's many that will be in it. And now at times, a gradual out of way will dissipate and go back to the same old, same old pretty quickly. And actually, it will now make the same old, same old even worse because you think it could have been great, and now it ain't. So I feel like... Uh, a lot of people in life get a extreme shift, but that shift doesn't stay shifted without a way of life. And I'm talking about real addicts and real alcoholics. 
and that's what AA offers. AA offers a program of recovery that is a way of life. There's a lot of programs of, let's say, you know, getting healthy in 30 days, but it's not a way of life. And this is the, the importance of the program and everything that comes along with it because the program provides a lot of opportunity for service, which gives us a sense of being out of self so that we can have something to entertain. It's unity and recovery and the recovery. And basically we have it by giving it away. That's sort of the product of recovery is something that you have by giving it away. A lot of other products that you get aren't based on giving it away. So, uh, yeah, I feel like it's always going to be, they ran into it, and a lot of spiritual groups run into it, where the, the quote-unquote master describes the, the moment of awakening and, you know, the, you know, the river parted, the skies opened, and it was totally changed from that point on, and then everyone expects if that doesn't happen, nothing else can happen. Well, this, this was reputed by Bill W. and also by the way of life. So in the, uh, the glossary about uh, experience, spiritual experience. So, yeah, I had a, you know, my experience March 21st, 1988, it was a regular day at the office. I had previously spent two years, 10 months before I had graduated from a two year recovery program called Delancey Street. A few years before that, I had been in a program in the Bronx uh, <laughs> for three months. Uh, I had gone out, obviously, after those events, and I was really completely demoralized, and I, I felt like I had given up all hope, but nothing had given, something hadn't given up hope in me, but I had given up all hope. And I was hunkered down and just trying to avoid, you know, jail and uh, and trouble and to stay loaded. At that point, just be obliviated until I could get high on drugs. So I used alcohol just to fucking make myself really dumb. And then with the hopes of getting high. And I was seemingly, uh, I had accepted on some level that way of life and I was just a regular day at the office I came out of a blackout and I always like to joke about it but it's sort of like you find yourself behind enemy lines you have no idea where you are or what's happening but you realize you pick a couple of sentences out and you just go with the flow and I found myself sitting across from a guy I didn't know and I was in a small cubicle a trailer not a big one, a small one. And we were passing a bottle of vodka back and forth. And I got struck sober. That's what happened. I didn't know that at the time, but over time, I realized it. And I had uh, something went bypass the head and went to what we imply with the innermost, whatever you want to, whatever that is for you. Uh, and it was a very clear, like a CNN newsflash, not much of a story. And the newsflash was, I'm fucked. Yeah. 
which was actually the case that I was in a huge amount of denial around. And underneath it, like sometimes the books they put out now, they say, you're fucked, and then they have a little subtext. Well, the subtext was, and I'm not managerial quality. So that contained, that was the expression on a like road sign of the intervention. Yeah, I'm fucked and I'm not managerial quality. And uh, <laughs> it really sufficiently stopped that machinery of active alcoholism and addiction. And uh, man, it set off a set of circumstances. I ended up uh, having someone come and pick me up. I was about two hours north of San Francisco where I was uh, habitating. I don't really didn't have a place to live, but I was living in San Francisco at many different locations, some outside. <laughs> so, so I, uh, so I, uh, some lady, I had called her and asked her if she would help me and she had decided to and she drove up. And uh, in that hour and a half, two hours, that huge emotional shift was forgotten by the mental state wasn't forgotten by the innermost, thank God, but the mental state had forgotten it and wanted to get high again. And so once I got in the car and I was always I was confronted with that situation, many of us get confronted. Uh, I don't have any money, so I have to convince someone who has money to spend it. And sometimes I wasn't being that successful the last few months, but uh, so I was one angry motherfucker, really. So I asked this lady, got in the car and I tried to talk her into doing the same old, same old she had done with me a few times, like renting a hotel room getting some dirty magazines, copying some coke, getting some alcohol. And uh, she had followed that equation many times with me, hadn't been that satisfying for her. So she said no. And this was really, in one sense, at least to this date, 32 years later, the last hurrah of the alcoholism. It tried to convince someone else to get me what I wanted or what the alcoholism wanted. And she said no. And she said, you got to, if you want a place to stay tonight, you got to come to a recovery meeting. And that was my first meeting. And she brought me to a men's meeting, dropped me off and miraculously came and picked me back up at nine o'clock. And I've been going ever since. So this idea of uh, a spiritual awakening, you know, can come fast and furious, but can come slowly. But basically, what's going to allow it to extend and express as a way of life, both, you know, both seeming uh, varieties of a spiritual awakening uh, have to be accompanied by a way of life or that spiritual awakening will die on the vine, so to speak. Yeah, that's my experience. So uh, AA has provided that AA is unbelievable. Just sound principles, completely tailored for what ails me, which is being taken over by a parasitical agent, so to speak. Uh, first and foremost, this idea of self, and then the alcoholism that amplifies some of the lesser qualities of self <laughs> and causes me to be rapidly driven to get alcohol and drugs to get a temporary relief 
from a long-lasting problem. And uh, it never freaking worked. And, I, you know, I ended up not... I didn't visit incomprehensible, pitiful demoralization. I lived there. I lived in that state for quite a while. For quite a while. So, uh, yeah. I hope we're all we're all sober, and I hope we're conscious of being sober because the gratitude of being sober uh, uh, to me it's just the appropriate response for that which has done for me what I couldn't do for myself, which was get me sober and allow me to stay sober and it gave us a whole way of life and everything and tons of meetings and tons of support and if you have the little bit the smallest little bit of inclination and willingness it'll be matched like it's sort of like when they we have a public radio station and they say that they don't have any corporate funding so they have to do these uh they got to raise money so every few months they have a a thing where they're asking people to raise money and sometimes when they're raising money, they uh, say, well, you're going to, your $50 is going to be quadrupled by Jim and Mary or something. Yeah. So this is sort of what AA is. Your little bit of willingness gets quadrupled or gets totally magnified. And that little bit of willingness that could have been, that was happening on Monday, that we've been gone on Wednesday, if you go to a meeting Monday night and Tuesday night, it may still be extending for 32 years. Yeah. You have to see the there's something going on here that doesn't have, you, we can't, you know, this idea, I'm going to jump into another thing. This is my humble opinion of it. This idea of a God of our own understanding was presented as the beginning stage and then moving forward in recovery because you're going to start having an intimation and an experience of some power. You're probably going to arrive at a new revised understanding, which is I, I have a higher power of its own understanding. Yeah. I take off the saddle and all the framing and all the confining it to be really small by defining it by my understanding, and I open up for it to define itself through revelation, yeah? This whole idea of having a God of my own understanding, I feel, by what I read, was for the beginning phase. It's not for the rest of our life. It's like, because AA is going to introduce, like my friend says, it's beautiful, he was a uh, he went to Catholic school like I did, and he says, you know, when I came into AA, I, you know, I realized I had been inappropriately introduced to the higher power, and then AA uh, in introduced me to the higher power in an appropriate way. You know, it was a beautiful way of saying it. So I feel like uh, if you don't get a sense of something greater than you in, your, in, in the beginning stages of getting sober, I mean... There's got to be a strong act of denial going on because it's just miraculous. I mean, the step two I see is purely observational. You know, I came to believe that a power greater than me had restored me to sanity concerning the insanity before the first drink because I was sober for eight weeks. Yeah, I came to believe meant it was I had observed it already. 
And then there was a recognition of it. I said, okay, I've seen something is doing for me what I can't do for myself. Hey, I want to make a decision to do, let it do a whole lot more. Oh, that was a good echo. That's good feedback. That was God. That was. Or Jimi Hendrix. That was God echoing. So uh, I'm going off on a lot of things, but whatever. You know... You know, if we change, everything everything can seem to change, and we can't change ourselves. That's basically it. Yeah? So you realize all you're trying to change, I mean, people talk about uh, you're going to have a personality change. We constantly hunted for a personality change. I was changing my sense of personality every second out there when I was using. That was my major drive, was to change how I feel, yeah, all the time and how I thought I felt, yeah. But what happens in recovery, yes, you get changed, but it's directed by a higher power, by a divine intelligence, let's say. And then that change has growth involved. It has intention and direction. So you grow into the sunlight of the spirit. It's not changing, changing for the sake of change and nothing gets changed. In the program of recovery, we get changed, yeah? Sufficiently to have a daily reprieve from the, you know, the the nipping dogs of active alcoholism. All right, so yeah. Okay, thanks very much, Paul. I'm just gonna turn your video on. I wanna say so much, but I don't wanna lose. I wanna say so much, but I don't wanna lose things. But basically, we have to see, are we or are we not having a subjective experience? When we're having a, one example of a subjective experience, something happened to you and you called it the worst thing that ever happened. Yeah. And maybe that worst thing ever happened stays the worst thing ever happened for years. And then what happens? You come into recovery and you get changed. And then you look at that worst thing that ever happened and now you may see it as the best thing that ever happened. Do you see it? Do you see the, this principle in there? Hmm. We're giving everything all the meaning it has, yeah? And what happens is we're not self-giving everything all the meaning it has through us, yeah? Self is what has defeated us, and it's self that is defeating us now. How does it defeat us? Myriads of ways. It defeats us by playing God. It tells us there's no point of getting up today. It's going to suck. How the fuck does it know how the day's going to go? But it pontificates completely. And if you listen to it, it's that the false evidence it's presenting will appear to be real. Yeah? The problem resides in the mind. The mind. Yeah? We're having a subjective experience and we're being subjected to experiences interpreted by self. 
we are having a subjective experience and we're being subjected to an interpretation of those experiences by self. There is a, there, there is a solution. Perhaps there is a better way. There is. Yeah? Relying on something f- infinite, which is not of thought, and is not reinforced by thought, and is not implied through thought, or trusting something finite, this finite self. That's it. Yeah? Either the finite self is playing God, or the infinite's playing God. Something's going to play God on us, or through us. Yeah? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Uh- Paul, your um, video, I turned it off. You seem to be having a bit of internet problem. I'll just turn it on for a minute so people can see what you actually look like if they've never seen you before. Um, and we've got a couple of questions. Yeah, still. I haven't got, we don't have good Wi-Fi and I forgot how to do the phone. So I have the... <laughs> easily, easy, forgetting how to use the phone is easily done. Everyone does it. Yeah. Um, Jimmy, so Jimmy had a question from last week. Jimmy, do you want to come in, mate? Are you are you able to talk? Jimmy in uh, New York. Hey, yep. Can you hear me? Yeah, man. Okay. No, I had a question last week. You were talking about step 11, which I was kind of struggling with last week. And uh, I just wanted to know what your interpretation of that step was. I I probably am not asking the right question. I I had it last week, but that's what I was looking for. Your interpretation of that step. Of step 11? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so step 11 is to improve one's conscious contact. Yes? Yep. So it says sought, sought through prayer and meditation to improve one's conscious contact with, that high, with higher power. Yes? Do you mean? So the, the main intention isn't prayer and meditation. The main intention is to improve one's conscious contact. Yeah. They suggest two things to maybe facilitate that prayer meditation you can you can suggest thousands of things yeah (laughs) seriously yeah so they said they suggested two things prayer meditation and maybe in the beginning because you seem to be in unconscious contact with self or let's say with the alcoholism that's actually causing you not to seem to be consciously in contact with the higher power so you do some shit to get a little bit hit on it. But after people walk through nature, that improves their conscious contact. A lot of people do service, that's improving their conscious contact. A lot of people swim, that improves their conscious contact. A lot of people love the people who they're with, that improves their conscious contact. Your whole life can be an act of improving one's conscious contact after you, as long as you stay sober, yeah? So the main intention to me, my, my interpretation of the 11th step, isn't to become masters of prayer meditation, it's to improve one's conscious contact, yeah? That's the, that's the point, yeah? Now, a lot of people I know and I've met are not built to meditate they're not built their minds are very very active they find much more solace and peace walking through nature than they would sitting on a pillow for a half an hour yeah they would 
And if you don't think you pray, if you go to regular AA meetings, you say two prayers a day. Because at the meeting, there's two prayers, one in the beginning, one at the end. Yeah? But the idea of improving one's conscious contact is the intention of the 11th step. And uh, <laughs> I really believe uh, the program is going to improve your, improve your conscious contact which is going, going to go a long way to improving the conscious contact with the higher power. Yes? I hope that helps, but that's... Uh, I feel a lot of people get stuck because they start questioning if I'm not praying and, or I'm not doing something. Yeah? Yep, that's exactly Hopefully where I was at last week. Yes, so... It's again, let's say if your head... This is your head playing God in a way. So now your head hears the suggestions. Can you hear me, Dave? Yeah, yeah. I've muted him. It's all right. All right. The head, the head interprets the suggestions, prayer and meditation. And what does the head do? It starts beating you up with the idea of prayer and meditation. You're not praying enough. You should be meditating more. Do you see it? It's still playing God. It's still it's playing God with your attempts to improve conscious contact with God. <laughs> That's the insanity of this thing. Yeah. So I know I noticed it. I did it. I got a I got a practice of meditation that I would do every day. And it got to the point if I missed it in the morning, I felt I had to run home at lunch to do it, or my whole day would suck. Yeah? What? That's insane. That, to me, that's totally insane. So uh, that's my interpretation of it. And there's a lot of Thank prayers. So much. Prayer, it's a St. Francis prayer. There's a lot of ways, and there's a lot of ways to learn how to meditate. Yeah, there's Zen, there's Vipassana, there's yeah. Christian contemplation. You know, there's tons of ways. So Thank you. This, yeah, this isn't, uh, you know, a workshop about that, but yeah. Nope, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah. Cheers, Cheers Jimmy. Um, and thanks for all the work you're doing uh, over there, mate, as well. Thanks. Much appreciated. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Listen, um, so we've also got a question from last week from Kate. Um, she's not in a position to ask the question. So I'm going to ask the question for you, for her. Um, and I guess we have to put this into context. But the question is this, Paul. Are we selfing while we are dreaming? Uh, you only find that out when you wake up. <laughs> <laughs> That's when the selfing claims the dreaming, is when you wake up. <laughs> if you don't understand that, you will down the road. <laughs> Do you want to elaborate on that a little bit for Kate, on that sense? or? Yeah, I just wanna I wanna just express and bear with me if it's yeah. valuable to you or not. Yeah. Okay. The idea that I have is there's an activity going on in the head called selfing. Yeah. Selfing. So the selfing let's say something happens. Let's say they're seeing, yeah? 
So you're, yep. you're, I'm seeing a bird outside and shit like that. Mm -hmm. That seeing gets claimed by the mental state and the mental state uses the seeing to imply it's Paul seeing, like Paul's doing it, like Paul chose to see. <laughs> mm -hmm. Where seeing is unvolitional, yeah? That's, <laughs> you're, you're actually seeing with your eyes, lids open or closed. But So there's the selfing is constantly talking to us as if we're the doer, doer of a lot of shit we have nothing to do with, mm -hmm. yeah? It's constantly claiming and claiming and claiming and claiming and claiming that you're the one. Uh, <laughs> for me, it's the activity of the disease, tell you the truth. It's like the false, ev it's where the false evidence is appearing real all day. So uh, in the dreaming, there's just dreaming. You don't know you're dreaming at night, usually while you're dreaming you know it that you were dreaming at night when you wake up <laughs> and the selfing will be immediate will immediately claim the dreaming to be the one that was dreaming last night that's what i'm talking about yeah does it does it does that have to stop for you to be okay with it no you can just see it as not you what's yeah that was the whole basis of my recovery after about eight or eight years of recovery, I saw this sentence on page 64 I always use. I looked at the word, it said, being convinced that self manifested in various ways. When I saw self, I saw it as other. And as soon as I saw it as foreign, I had a flash of my life, yeah, basically, I saw that I, I, and as soon as I saw it as other, the possibility of being free became available. And then it told me I had been trying to be free as self since I've been six years old. I've been trying to get free from self as self. I've been trying to be free as self, where the freedom is from, yeah? Once I saw I wasn't that, the possibility of being free from it became available and so it so it became yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> over the years yeah so i look at i look at the disease mm. i look at alcoholism as an amplification of an underlying disease which is the addiction of the mental state to the idea of being the doer the thinker the feel of the haver the body all that yeah that to me is the root of the problem. I believe we're, we're in the act of being identified as self all day. If you're listening without any suspicion or curiosity to the narration, it's putting you into a trance, yeah? And it's informing you that you were a self, you are a self, and you're gonna be a self. So we're living from the idea of being a self, and to me, that's the bondage of self, yeah? And selfing mm -hmm. is, one of the main ways it gets reinforced over and over and over again. You'd have to sit with me for a while at one of the other meetings. You can't do it justice in two minutes. Yeah. 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 So yeah, you have that... to see it. You have to see it yourself. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. That's why, why do you think, if you look at it in our community, why does most people leave at the fourth step, right? 
Mm -hmm. I would say that's a general uh, assumption. A lot of, why? Because the fourth step is, is bringing you to see your role in things, yes? Yeah. And maybe something that's going on in you, this parasite doesn't want you to see your role in things because you would see its role in things, yes? Mm-hmm. So basically, the problem is what's fighting the inventory because the problem wants you to see everyone else's faults, to blame the judges and the shit and that and that, so that it can hide in plain sight. But when you, that's one of the first waves of recovery is when you see your role in things. And when you see your role in things, you're going to see self's role in things. You are. And hopefully there'll be a clarity that will come that you will see yourself as not that. Yeah. And you'll see that what you've been living under is an avalanche of manifestations that are coming from self that you're living under the effects of a lot of decisions based on self, yeah? And all the while those decisions were occurring, you thought they were yours. And all the while those manifests of self have been coming through you, you've been claiming them to be yours. That's the bondage of self. You can't see the difference. Looking at, looking at self's activities, you call them yours. This is why we do the talks. One of the reasons is so that maybe with this basic understanding, you may see it as other than you. And if you do, then the possibility of being free from it will become available. Yeah, it's already co-opted our desire to be free. It's captured by our statement in, in, in our community, self can't get out of self. Why is that? Free. Self wants to get out of self. You see the one self, but the other self you call Paul. It's the same thing. Paul trying to get out of self is captured by the statement, self can't get out of self. Paul, unbeknownst to it, is identified as self. That, to me, is the exact nature of the wrong. It's a misperception. It's it's an identification. It's false evidence. False evidence appearing real. And then judging all the other all the other evidence coming through our lives, and seeing more false evidence appearing real. Now you can agree or disagree. This is just like we say. This is a member's eye view. I'm very very clear that self that alcoholism is just an amplification of the original disease of self. Yeah. Maybe you have a little streak of jealousy. Yeah, you start drinking and using, you're up on stalking charges in a few months. Yes, but where is that jealousy? Where, what Petri dish is that jealousy thriving in? It's in self. Yeah, a girlfriend's great. When it becomes my girlfriend, I think I have the right to go through her emails. What the fuck's going on? This is how self defeats us. All day.
drinking or not drinking. Yeah, it likes drinking and drugs because then it can be really fucking flamboyant. It can take mm. you down to pitiful and compre- comprehensible demoralization. Mm. But you know what? Without its tools, it's still going to figure out a way to fuck you. <laughs> it is. It's parasitical. It doesn't give a shit about us. It needs us to fucking express itself. It needs us to quote unquote live. I like that imagery because I wanted to see this quality that you could call a part of me as not me so that I can take that to step six and seven and have it reconfigured by the higher power. How am I going to do that until I do the working steps, until I do the inventory? I can't live. It's going to be hiding in plain sight if I'm in a victim state and I'm blaming every fucking one else. I've got to see my role in things to see its role in things. That's one of the importance of the fourth step. The fourth step, the way I look at it, it's described in it, is we're going to look at how we're going to look at the common manifestations of self in our lives so that we can see the pattern of how self has defeated us. That's the point. Why? Why do we want to know how self defeated us if it doesn't go anywhere to lead us to relief? Because it does go to relief. When you see how it defeated you, you can see it before it defeats you. Yeah? It's like the difference between an alcoholic and a recovered alcoholic. An alcoholic calls you after they drink. A recovered alcoholic calls you before they drink. Yeah? What's the condition? If it's after they drink, it's harm reduction. Before the drink has a huge possibility. But after the drink, all right, the same old, same old, go to the next meeting, fuck, you know, on and on and on and on and on. It's like we never get out of the, the uh, fucking sequence of crutches, you know. We get whacked, get run over, get on crutches, what, get whacked again. Oh, we, get, we just go on and on and on. Self has us crippled without crutches. You know, it's great to honor and value all the value that has come, but not being used to say there's no more value. There's a lot more available. Yeah. Dave, that's it, eh? Okay, mate. Well, I'll just keep going. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll move on. I, I think um, Helen, uh, somebody had a follow-up question there, just uh, from Kate. Um, just a quick one. Um, where is self when we're sleeping? It's not entirely 12-step, but where is self when Forget we're sleeping? Forget about that. Forget about those kinds of questions. Yeah. Where is self when we're sleeping? There is no self. It's an activity. get clear on this there is no self it's an activity it's selfing it never becomes a self 
That's why you can't get out of, of something that you're not in. There is no self. You're not a long-lasting, independent, separate thing. When you hear the word self, what is it pictured as? It's pictured just like you're pictured, as a thing. (laughs) That's it. That's selfing. It's selfing asking me questions about self, you know, to go into some fucking mind candy trip. Mm -hmm. No. See how... (sighs) Go to page 60-something. First, you got to quit playing God or it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Not or it doesn't work. You got to quit playing God. It doesn't work. Why did they put that warning right before the third step? Why? Because if you don't see that, what's going to be doing the third step is that which is playing God. And then the surrender is going to be a transactional deal. Well, I'll surrender this, but not my body image or not my finances or ba-da-da-da-da. And then when I decide I want it back, I'll take it back. And then the shit will hit the fan. I'll run back and, oh, I surrender. That's not surrender. Surrender leads to surrendered very quickly. Because when you do the inventory, you'll see, you'll see you, that you have been defeat, defeated by something and you're overmatched. Yeah. That the whole glory of recovery is more and more you see that something is doing for you what you could not do for yourself. You, as selfing, cannot get out of self. If you see you're not that, you are never in it. Yes? Now you see the... Now you see... I don't want to go into explanation. If you don't get the basic thing, the the explanations will will be misinterpreted based on that. Does the problem reside in the mind? Don't take it, don't take it, don't believe it, see. And then see how it resides in the mind. Where? Yeah. Or is it an activity? Because where is mind but activities, yes? Memories, perceptions, thoughts, yes? So the problem is residing in an activity as an activity yeah Mm -hmm. its most obvious way of recognizing is in the volume of the thought system going on in one's head because we've all gone into AA meetings and most of us when we first went to AA meetings probably had a thick shell of terminal uniqueness and we truly believed that the stuff that was going through our heads were private special my thoughts that the mm-hmm. feelings I have were having no one else did and then a lot of the shitty crazy things I did no one else had done 
And then we listen to people share about their feelings, their thoughts, and what they did. And either you have to come to two conclusions. How did they get my thoughts and my feelings? Or they're not mine. Yeah? That's something, we're like a fleet of Fords with the same computer chip. That's talking as if it's the driver. Yeah? Obviously. Yeah. So the thoughts are being claimed to imply you're the thinker. The feelings are being used to imply you're the feeler. And especially the actions are being implied you're the doer. And if you don't want if you want to see how stubborn this programming is, you when you've been under the influence, you did a lot of shit that you never chose to do, yes? Mm-hmm. Yes or no? Yes. All right. Then why the hell are you living under the guilt and shame based on those behaviors that the gorilla made you fucking do? Because you have a programming, no matter what it is, if it came through me, I'm the doer of it. This is the bondage of self. You tell me, you hear it in meetings, I felt possessed. I was taken over by a fucking toxic something. Yeah, exactly. You were dancing with a gorilla. You're going to stop when the gorilla wants to stop. Mm-hmm. Then why the hell was, does your head, has your head recognized relief from all of that guilt and shame? Has it yet? Or are you still bound by that guilt and shame because you truly, truly believe you were the doer of it all? That's the bondage of self. Mm -hmm. The bondage of self is taking yourself to be a doer of a lot of shit you never fucking did. You were used for transportation and expression, yet your head is still harvesting tons of guilt and shame and still defining you based on those behaviors. 33 years ago, are you that same person now? No. You don't have to look any farther than you to see the problem. You don't need a mathematical equation. Look, see, see what it's like. See, is that head in recovery still presenting false evidence most of the time? So has that head recovered? No. The parasite is the parasite is the parasite. The more you're believing it's you, the more effect and influence it has on you. The more interest you lose in it, yeah, when you become less interested in self, as it says, as one of the effects of the program, you'll be gain, and you'll gain more, you'll have more interest in others. And in that situation, you're an other. <laughs> I'm not speaking about drinking or not drinking right now. There's tons of meetings for that. I'm attempting to share about the exact nature of the wrong before recovery, during recovery, in recovery. Yeah? 
the activity that limits the effects of our program on us, yeah? That causes us to play small all the fucking time, yeah? To causes us at any meeting when we share, oh, everything's great, we always have to bookend it, but I'm still fucked up, I'm still terrible, this and that, yes? We, we still are, are pledging allegiance to the parasite. As if it's a God. That's why it says, quit playing God. See that which is playing God and see it as not you. That's how you quit playing God. It's not going to stop playing God. You lose interest in it. Yeah? You'll see false evidence as false evidence. It won't appear real to you anymore. It won't. I'm swear, I swear, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not talking about a little bit better and then tons of vigilance and it's definitely, and always this belief in the forecast is going to get bad. I'm believing in like a free range alcoholic type. Yes? Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know... Yeah, at one point, if I can make hell one degree one degree cooler, that's great. But listen, man, mm. I'm not an inhabitant of hell. Mm. Okay. Got a couple of couple more questions left there, Paul. So, um, so, Cat, you've been waiting patiently there. Would you like to come in and ask a question? Thank you so much, David. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, all. Recently realized you do these, you know, a couple times a week. So I'm really grateful to be here. Um, you kind of just touched on this, but. You know, I've been fascinated by, by like your explanation. You kind of just touched on this, but you know, I've been fascinated by, by like your explanation of self. And this one line in the book has been bothering me, you know, for a couple months now. So um, there often seems no way of entirely getting rid of self without his aid. Um, and you again, you kind of just talked about this idea of you know self. You don't pay attention to it as much anymore. Um, but I was wondering if you have any more thoughts on that. And, and one additional quick thing. So um, my sponsor, you know, we do our nightly inventory and we, you know, my sponsorship family, we share it and stuff. And I've heard you mention in other tapes how the, the purpose of like having, you know, do, working this program and having this spiritual toolkit is not to need to use the tools. And my sponsors have yeah. the belief that like the more that I seek, right, that like no matter how well, you know, how fit I think I become, that I should see more truth in my nightly inventory. Um, so I'm just wondering what your thoughts were about that as well. Thank you. All right. Well, first of all, you know, I have no, I'm not in any argument with your sponsor or something. So, <laughs> and uh, what was the first thing again? I forgot already. Um, the line from entirely getting rid of self without his aid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of suggests that, like, if it says that we, you know, that maybe we could entirely get rid of self. So 
I just was curious what you. To me, there's you. no getting rid of it. It's there's a loss of interest in it, which would be like getting rid of it. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a loss of interest in it. And how do you lose interest in it? You don't. It just happens when you start seeing it as something other than you. Yeah. Because anything that you call you is going to get a lot of interest, obviously. That's why it, that's what it does. That's why it says every thought that's happening are your thoughts. That's why you're bound by the thoughts. Yeah. Someone asked me the word my. There's a huge difference between a thought and my thought. Yes or no? Yeah. Now, the thought is the same. So the thought held in Jimmy's head as his, let's say, can ruin Jimmy's day, yeah? If I see that thought that's ruining Jimmy's day as Jimmy's, it doesn't have the ability to ruin my day, no? Yes? Mm -hmm. If I hold that thought that's driving Jimmy crazy as mine, it now has the ability to drive me crazy, yes? It's not the thought, is it? It's your relationship with the thought. Basically, all the things that we meet is based on our relationship with them. Yes? Mm -hmm. We want to change the outside. That's the way of trying to get out of self. You're constantly trying to change the outside. It doesn't work. The outside will change when you change. You'll see it differently. Yeah, you'll give different meaning to it. You won't be doing that. It will be done through you because you're not the source, honey. Me, the the idea of Paul is like the is like the emblem on the car. <laughs> it's just a fucking idea. It's not causing anything. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I've been lived by two things. First. There was a beauty when I was a kid, then the head got developed and I would say I was under the tyranny of the God of self, yeah? And then I'd been under the direction of a higher power for 30 something years. Those are quite different, yeah? But they all did the exact same thing. They used me in a weird way, yeah? I'm much better for being, I'm much better for the using of the higher power. I was much worse for the using of the lower power. Yeah. I'm not a cause. I'm not the source. Something is living through me. Yeah. I much rather have the inhabitant that's living through me as spirit than as that mental parasite. Yeah. Simple as that. The second part is, uh, you know, I had a guy that I used to have to tell him to stop doing inventories because the obsession with self was being demonstrated by him going every little, every over every little minutia about what was his motive to do this and do that. And it was, he wasn't enjoying the fruit of sobriety. Yes. Mm -hmm. So there's a fine line when something is of service and when it's by being used by self, yeah? And now is serving the lower God. And my idea, uh, there's a point 
<laughs> when I've known enough to realize I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I, I, that opens me up to be a lot of revelations. Yeah. So again, the higher power that I feel I'm living under, I know it by its own understanding, not mine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I observe and I experience that which is moving through me. And I'm in awe of it, and I honor it, and I'm grateful for it. Because it's not exclusive, it's inclusive. It's not win or lose, it's win-win. Yes, it's good for myself and the others around me. It has a whole different, and it's not centered on self, basically. <laughs> it's not a self-centered system. Spirit is not of self. It's not. The, the idea of self is a mental idea, yeah? It comes from in the mental, it's reinforced by the mental, and it's of the mental. We are of spirit, in my feel, in my feeling, yeah? And, uh, and when spirit moves through you, you'll know, inevitably. You may mis the head may mistake it for a little while, but you'll know, yeah? So, uh, yes. I also speak here with broad strokes because uh, I've seen a lot of people, you know, I'm a believer, let's say on page 84, you do not write yourself into the neutrality. You're placed there with no thought or effort on your part. Do you think if I get placed in that neutrality, I'm going to start writing? There's no point for writing at that point. Yeah, there's no point with thought or effort. I've been placed there without any thought or effort. The problem doesn't exist for me. Why the fuck am I writing about it all day? Yeah, that's my own personal experience. I don't give this as a program to people. I'm sharing the, my experience of it with you. If I'm working with a sponsee, I do it like we do out of the book. Yeah, but... You know, the reason why I did so much inventory, so so I wouldn't have to do so much inventory. <laughs> really, in the beginning, that was that was the point. Yeah. <laughs> I used to run in, there was, I used to run in, there was a, a weird group of people in San Francisco called the pod people. Like a little cult within AA. They had their own meetings. They always, they would laugh at the same time. It was very strange. And I used to do a four-step workshop, and they used to attack me after the workshop. Because what they did is they tried to do the 12 steps every day. So they were walking around with a book writing their fears like all day, all day, all day. Yeah. And I said, I want to outgrow fear. I don't want to be a master of fear and have plenty of it. I want to outgrow the conditions that have me in fear or in anxiety it's not fear yeah so i would say and i i, I was firm i had a firm faith in what I, where i was so attack away i could give a shit but i'm saying <laughs> i don't want to be a master inventory taker i want to be free from uh the bondage of self i do i don't want to you know it's like uh, 
It's like having self in a huge cage with giant iron bars and you keep writing about its effects. Fuck it, it's caged, yeah? The low, see, selfing is, it presents itself as the big dog. But the higher power is the big dog. And when the higher power is introduced, the little dog rolls over. It does. Recovery progresses, yeah? You've left the gravitational field of the problem and you're being pulled by the gravitational field of the solution. The only way you can be harkened back to the old way is by believing the thoughts it keeps fucking broadcasting. Yes? It has to lead you to a fuck it. And it's going to do it by thought, usually. You may not be aware of the thoughts, but it's been working underneath there to lead you to a fuck it. And then you drink and use. And then you seemingly back in its gravitational pull. Yeah? Yeah, so... Thank you. It's nice to see you. Thank you. I hope it's helped. (laughs) The talks, you know. (laughs) Thank you very much, Cap. Thank you very much. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> right. So last last question um, from Dave from the NYC. This is I think he's got a good question. Over to you, Dave. Do you want to ask a question? There you go. Thanks, Dave. Uh, hi, Paul. Good to see you again. I've been in many of your workshops in person. Well, they put, I, actually, I asked you this question a while ago. Fell, you said, as far as uh, am I losing my individuality? But uh, as usual, I have so do I lose my individuality? But I, that was the question that I put in the chat. But well, I, you I never had that. individuality. Oh, okay, okay. I, I never had an individuality. It's okay. so funny. An <laughs> active alcoholic thinks they have their individual. They're just a run-of-a-mill alcoholic. That's not no. what I'm saying, though. No. My experience that's, that's, is when okay. loss of interest in your individuality, you're more individual than ever. Yes? I, oops. That's funny that, uh, it's funny if you just look at it, uh, as an alcoholic and an addict, we're sitting there and we're having a, a a discussion about losing our individuality, (laughs) the dominant quality of our individuality is we're an alcoholic or an addict. Okay, Doug, do, can I can I ask something else? Do you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yes, I am. Yeah. A, I, am in, I, I love that. I think it's Kafka. I, I am a cage in search of a bird. Don't you just love that? But, but anyway, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of a lot of I'm thinking, I'm thinking of a lot of things. You know, Einstein was a beautiful thing. Is, uh, your beautiful thing is, is you're I not the can't a problem with the mm-hmm. same mind. Yeah, Hold yeah. on, Dave. Hold on, yes. Dave. Hold on, mate. No, 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 no. It's beautiful. Yeah. I would see that you're not the cage. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing. See, the head tells us we're something that we're not. It's always telling us historically I'm fucked so that you'll just expect to be more fucked. And we believe the shit. Yeah. But selfing is a verb, which is an action word. Yes. So who's doing the action? 
I mean, I know, I know, the, I know the ego it, it translates to, to the uh, to the self. I get that. Well, it's not but a I who; it's a what. Myself. It's okay, it's okay. the it's the mental activities. It. The mental activities are trying to produce a you, a who, yeah, or they are always inferring there's a who, but there isn't. It's what. Thing is an activity. That's all it is. Yeah, that implies that there's a you. Yeah. Now maybe there is a you in such a way that I'm clear you're not that. <laughs> so you may be a the you the mental states presenting all day. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't believe there's a you, but I'm throwing that in there. You think some people are more so let's say than others. Mm. I mean, I write poetry. Uh, yeah. I'm very imaginative, and I, I I buy the lie all the time in my, in my head. I know the finite versus the infinite God. I get it. And false evidence appearing real, you make it sound like it's it's all it's all false. When I know, and, and I'm, I appreciate your humility. No, I appreciate you. say you say you take. You take you use your experiences and you and you and you take sponsors through, through the work in the big book. I appreciate you saying that. When it does say fancy to real a few times, uh, uh, the faults of others about, about others, but are we are we always uh, 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 stuck no. in here? Or, no. Are, but let's say if there's let's say if let's say there's like thirty percent that's not kosher. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe if point out this 30% that's not kosher, you may want to paint a picture it's 80% so you get to see some of it. Of course it's not all one or the other, but we're trying to embellish something so that you can see it as other. Yes, that's it's a it's a little communication trick. You all right, Dave? Yeah. I, I am. Oh, this Dave, this Dave, sure. Sorry. I am. I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> I had right. to visualize this stuff too much, so yeah. I yeah. love to have. I love to be. I wish we had a live meeting. I'd like to. It'd be good to see people. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, my video went out. That's good. Yeah, I've turned it back. You would stuff it. question, Dave. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. So that's it then, Paul. Do you want to say your goodbyes? I let me talk to a uh, hey, um, Michael Stacy. We're going to be having that thing in uh, Nevada City. Where's Mike? Okay. If he's not here, I'll he tell is, him. He is, he is, he is. All right, I just want to tell him we're going to have actually a live. We're going to have a live meeting on the weekend in Nevada City. For real? Nevada okay. City. Interesting. Yeah, for real outside, not an AA meeting. We're going to have. Uh, actually, When's that uh, going to happen? It's happening this weekend in Nevada City, uh, Saturday and Sunday. Saturday they're going to just be there where I'm doing the Zoom, and then we're going to have a little meeting afterwards, and then Sunday. It's all on the website. We're going to have a live meeting in a big, it's a big property outside. 
So if you're near there and you want to come, uh, just I think there's information who to connect, uh, or you can talk to Mike, you know, the head guy here, Mike Z. So you're in the chat. But yes, we're going to have, as of right now, unless it gets to be terrible forecast, and if it does get canceled, it'll be on the website. So just check the website. But yes, we're going to have a live uh, live gathering. So you're not doing your normal thing on Saturday, then, your uh, normal non-duality? No, we're going to do our normal thing also. Right. We're going to okay. do that, and people are going to be there, and then... Uh, They'll be on there themselves, and then we're going to have a little talk after that, and then the next day have a, a another meeting there. Wow. Saturday's a half hour earlier than usual, though. One o'clock. Oh, the yeah. meeting starts there at one. Yeah. yeah. it's gonna. We're going to meet before the, the uh, Zoom. We're just doing it. People ask me. I said yes, so, yeah. <laughs> so okay. Basically, Thank that's you, all Paul. I needed to do. All right, so let me say goodbye. Hey, Kurt, thanks for seeing you. Nice to see you, Kurt. Merrill, nice to see you there. Take it easy. Yep. We got Vicky. Vicky, Vicky. We got Rick Rowe. Nice to see you, Rick. Rob Farr, my main, one of my main men. We got Robert. Robert Avidson. We got Marty T. Hanging in there with us. Paul. Let me let the cat in for a second. I'm like a doorman for the cat. Yeah, we got Paul there. Nice to see you, Paul. Uh, we got Claire. Claire, yes. Nice to see you, Walter from Amsterdam or the Netherlands somewhere. Nice to see you, Walter. We got Cat. Nice to see you, Cat. I'm sorry I uh, you didn't find out earlier. I, I missed you, right? It's like, we got Mark Ficaro. Nice to see you, Mark. Kristen. She's got a big jug or something there. Your water bottle looks huge or something. <laughs> wow, look at that. Yeah, from a, when it's there, it's like about a four-story building. We got Beatrice. Beatrice. Yay. Beatrice. Beatrice likes it when I get agitated, when I get, uh, yeah. I've had enough. All right, we got Malcolm. Malcolm, thank you so much for all the support. Yes. And Chris, Chris M., nice to meet you there, Chris. Laura Lee, nice to see you, Laura. Hey, yes, nice, there you go. Laura seems happy, joyous, and free. That's good. We got uh, Jeremy. Always good to see you, Jeremy. Yeah. Luce is good. Jono from the UK, as always. David, he's the, uh, he's the he started all this. So if you have any complaints, <laughs> throw them at David's direction. Mike O, nice to see you, Mike, there. We got Mickey, as always. The matriarch of Madeira, yeah. Kaiser. Kaiser. We got Joe. Joe is driving. Nice he's to see Brisbane. you, Joe. He's, a, Joe's in Brisbane. he's from Australia. Oh, he's in Brisbane. Oh, ah, Brisbane. It's, it's starting to get hot there, I imagine. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Helen. Nice to see you, Dave from New York. Nice to see you, Dave. 
We got Mike Z, as always. Mike, you got to call me. I'll tell you the adventure with the situation. All right. We got Michael Stacy. Michael, I hope you can make a... I don't know if it may be too far for the pilgrimage. Leah, nice to see you, Leah. Jackie, oh, Jackie took a little sabbatical from uh, Zen Bitch Slap. She's back. Yes. We got Dario. Nice to see you, Dario. Daniel Hemrick, I think. Nice to see you, Daniel. Kevin, he's looking out. He's gazing. That's always good. (laughs) Chris, nice to see you, Chris. We got Nate in Ohio. Nice to see you, Nate. Richard, Richard Nixon. Wow. You must have had a hard time in this life. (laughs) Richard Nixon. Yeah. The ghosts of presidents past. Uh, we had Keith. We got Le- Leah. Leah looks like you're tied up there, Leah. Uh, Dave. Oh, Daphne. We got uh, Colleen, Diana, Camila, Camille, Camille. Uh, some some anonymous folk. Nate in Ohio. I just saw him. All right. Hey, Keith. Nice to see you all. Yep. All right. Thank you so much. See you later, Paul. Speak to you later, mate. Thank you very much, everyone. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Paul. Thank you Thursday. So much. Thursday. See you Thursday or Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah. See you. Love you, Paul. Love you.